It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 6, 2018. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Still in the dog days here in August, so it's a good time to remind you that you can check out the great podcast on the Locked On NFL Podcast Network, the NFL preseason, starting up this week. Excited to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out on the field. Excited to see the Jacksonville Jaguars out on the field. And because I'm such a Florida homer, I'm also excited to maybe see the Miami Dolphins out on the field, although a little less about them. I, my NFL fandom vacillates between the Buccaneers and Jaguars. I'll, I'll admit I'm a front runner. Whichever one's playing the best, I usually cheer for. Uh, I, I, I think the first time I was really interested in the NFL was when Mark Brunel was leading the Jaguars to the AFC Championship game. Um, but then I got really into the Bucs during their Super Bowl run. So I'm a bit of a front runner on the NFL front. But if I want to be a bigger fan, if I wanted to, to, to care more about the NFL, I would definitely check out Locked On Jaguars as well as Locked On Bucks, maybe Locked On Dolphins as well, or any of the other great podcasts on the Locked On NFL Podcast Network. They're going daily now as their season gets ready to start, and the NBA kind of scales back a little bit at this time of year. But you can find all those great podcasts on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the podcast you are looking for. Like I said, we're in a bit of the dog days of summer here. The NBA season way off into the distance. Maybe we'll get a schedule this week. Probably we will not. That'll probably be next week or maybe the week after. Certainly before Labor Day, we'll have an NBA schedule out. So it's got to be pretty soon, right? We're getting into August here. It wouldn't surprise me if the schedule comes out. When that happens, we'll break it down, talk about some of the key games, key stretches for the Magic coming up this season. But on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about the early win projections. The over-under is out as well as what we what I think the Magic might do, really get into my first kind of thoughts and predictions about this team and, and where they might end up and, and what honestly would be a successful season. But before I get into that, I do want to comment real quickly on a few things just kind of leading up to that. The first thing, of course, is this weekend, Evan Fournier participated in the NBA Africa game in South Africa, a week full of, really it was a, it was a culmination of a week-long a uh, uh, grouping of activities uh, for the NBA in in Africa, in South Africa specifically. I shouldn't lump the whole continent together, although they kind of use it to do that. Um, but uh, uh, it's it's a it's a big community event for the NBA. They they go there. I think they work with Habitat Habitat for Humanity to build houses in South Africa. They NBA of course conducted its uh, Basketball Without Borders clinic, both the youth clinic for for young players and, and grassroots players at that level, as well as elite clinic. I mean, they're, they're, they bring that's where Joel Embiid was discovered, Lukamba Mute was discovered there. Um, a lot of NBA players have been discovered through the Basketball Without Borders program, both not just in, in Africa, of course, but um, that's a big, big place where the NBA mines some elite talent. Um, it, it, it's a big week, and Evan Fournier of the Orlando Magic was 
uh, I think really honored. It sounds like he was really honored to, to participate this year. Um, if you don't know the story, I mean, I think it was a, it was a little confusing. I saw this pop up on the Magic subreddit. I saw it pop up on Twitter a little bit. Um, everyone was asking, why, why is Evan Fournier playing for Team Africa? There's actually a really good reason, and, and if you speak French, I highly, if you, if you can understand French, I, um, I'm told that the documentary that they made last summer with Evan Fournier is really, really good. Um, Evan Fournier is French. He was born in, in Paris. He grew up in Paris. He, he plays for the French national team. He is, he is very, very French. Um, but his mom emigrated from Algeria. And for the first time in Evan's life last summer, he visited Algeria. He actually conducted a basketball camp in Algeria. And it was really one of the first times, from my understanding, at least how the story goes, that he connected to his root, to to his kind of ancestral homeland, if you will. Um, And it had a very big meaning on his life. It's, It's very clear from the way he talked about his trip to Algeria, both in the French media and in the American media. Uh, and it was definitely enough to get him to decide. I mean, to decide to represent the continent, to represent um, the NBA as an Afri- as a, a player of at least African heritage. Uh, and and so he played in the game for Team Africa and and seemed to have a really good time. You can check out his social media to see all the all the fun that all the fun that he had. Really, um, he seemed to really be feel feel blessed to to have this opportunity to represent both uh, his his mom's homeland as well as to represent the NBA in this capacity. Um, Evan, if you don't know Evan, Evan is Evan is a really chill dude. Um, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that that this is something that that he'd really glom onto. Uh, and something that he'd really enjoy in it. And it seemed like it was a really special moment for him. Of course, fans really only saw the exhibition game, the NBA, for the third straight year, uh, having an NBA Africa game. Just a, a really just an again, it's an exhibition. It's it's really the really one of the few times, probably the only time every year that people in South Africa, which which is definitely a more fluent country, of course, in in the in in the on the continent, but um, it, it's really the only time that they're able to see NBA players live. Last year, Victor Oladipo played. Bismack Biombo um, is sort of the, the goodwill ambassador to a former Magic Center. is sort of the goodwill ambassador to Africa for for, for current NBA players. Uh, Lukamba Mute has played every year. Nikola Vucevic played in the first game three years ago. Um, and so Evan Fournier played in that game. And, you know, it, the game was played at half speed. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. It, it wasn't a super competitive game. It wasn't a super intense game. And and Evan, Evan definitely looked like he was joking around. Not not joking around, but trying out some things that you probably wouldn't see him try out in a game. And and it was definitely a frustrating game for him on that front because he just wasn't making shots. Um, Fournier missed his first seven shots in the game. Ended up with ten points on two for twelve shooting. Um, but if you're looking at the stat sheet and trying to draw any conclusions, that's a mistake. Fournier played really well, or decently well for uh, the French national team in World Cup qualifying a few weeks ago. Um, you know, nothing earth-shattering. He's not going out there dropping 40 points or anything like that. But he did exactly what you expect him to do, and, and it seems like he is definitely taking it a bit easy in these games, not trying to exert himself too much, which perfectly understandable. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault the guy for doing that in, in I mean the World Cup qualifying games matter and, and it helped the team win. He did what he needed to do to help the team win. But in this game, it was just out there to have fun. 
Um, it seemed like he did that. He, he made his first shot as a three-pointer and just kind of looked to the heavens, just, just thanking, the, thanking it for finally making a shot. He was one for eight at the time, ended up two for 12 again. Uh, and, and again, it, it's just a fun time. It's just supposed to be an exhibition game. I don't want to draw any conclusions or say anything other than I'm glad Evan went. I hope he had a great time. I hope that they impacted a lot of lives uh, through the through the charitable work that they did during NBA Africa Week. The the proceeds from the NBA Africa game go to the went to the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Um, again, it's a, a a really I mean really important causes on the continent and and, and in South Africa as well um, and really around the world actually and. And and it's good that the NBA is trying to, to make this outreach, uh, you know, as as much as they can, as much as they can through the game of basketball uh, to the people there. And so, um, a good weekend for Evan Fournier. Hope he had a good time. Hope he's ready to get back home and, and get back to work because the season is going to be here any moment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And that kind of brings us back to the States here and brings us back to, to something that happened a few weeks ago. Uh, Aaron Gordon usually spends most of his time out in California, um, you know, training for the training for the offseason, training for the season. He kind of gets himself in shape there. Um, but he came back to Orlando for a little bit uh, a few weeks ago, um, saw some tape of him working out. You know, it's, again, he's, he's trying to do different things. He's, he's boxing. He's, he's getting himself ready to go. But... You know, this was a big summer for Aaron, obviously. It was a free agency summer. Um, he, you know, said several times that, that he was waiting by the phone. He wanted to get it done quickly. He wanted to to get settled. And, you know, there you can believe what you want to believe. And, and it certainly seemed like money was starting to dry up around the league. And that might be one of the reasons why Aaron struck a deal so quickly, especially after the Lakers signed LeBron James. That took away a big money player for Aaron Gordon. Dallas signing DeAndre Jordan took away a big money player. And it, and it does perhaps feel like Aaron took whatever he could get. And, and the Magic offered him a contract that was very team-friendly, um, much, much lower than the market that I had projected for Aaron Gordon to get. Um, but he took care of his business, and now he's getting ready for the season. And he said in an interview with Jamie Say of uh, WKMG News Channel 6 that he is really focused on this season. He's really focused on the future of the Orlando Magic. The Magic have made a four-year commitment to Aaron Gordon. He is their guy. He is the guy that they're, not necessarily that they're building around, but he's a guy that they're willing to put their name to and say, we're going to give you a lot of responsibility with the team. And it seems like he understands that responsibility. He also understands that, that there should be some patience with this responsibility because he said, quote, you've got to bear with us. This is a new coaching staff for the fourth or fifth time and a new GM in management, but we've got it together now. Everything seems to be clicking. We've got a bunch of young, new talent. Everything looks good. Gordon seems pretty optimistic about what the future holds. And, of course, that future does hold him and and hold his ability, which he, you know, rightly or wrongly, and I've seen some people attack him a little bit for this, but he has confidence in himself. When he said uh, at media day, uh, at exit interviews at the end of the season that, you know, the ideal situation is I sign a max contract, I didn't take that as arrogance. I took it as confidence. It's business. 
you got to get as much money as you can get. You can't fault the guy for doing that. And I think, you know, does is Aaron Gordon really a max player? No, absolutely not. Do you want him to believe that he is? Well, yes, you want him to believe that he is that good. But you got to make sure that he does it the right way. And I think that's going to be one of the big things to watch with Aaron Gordon this season. Toward the end of last season, we saw Aaron... You know, I, I've said it many times on this show. It felt like Aaron was trying to be the star. He was trying to do what, in his mind or his perception, a star is supposed to do. And, and I think most of us, when we think of star players, we think of Kobe Bryant or LeBron James taking over a game and just, just you know, kind of taking over games through sheer force of will. And Aaron, I think, at times last year, definitely tried to do that to the team's detriment because. Aaron isn't that player. I, that's not that's not who Aaron Gordon is. But I would say this. I think that it was instructive. I think that it taught him some lessons. I think it will help him grow. And the big question for Aaron Gordon this coming summer, this coming season, is how does he channel, how does he learn when to be that guy when he can and when to scale it back and get others involved or find other ways to get himself involved. It's a big balance. It's a big thing that superstar players have to learn. This isn't rocket science. This isn't something that's that's relatively easy. It is something that you do have to have to understand and, and go through and experience and and learn from. Um, you know, I, I I was listening to the JJ Reddick podcast back from June where he talked to Donovan Mitchell, and, and Donovan Mitchell is a fantastic player. He's got superstar written all over him. He's he's really come onto the scene and and grown a lot and. And Mitchell talked a little bit about that in his rookie year, how, you know, he, you know, he had teammates who encouraged him to to take control like that because they knew how good he was. But he said he had to learn how to get others involved, when to get himself involved. And that's going to be a continuing process, a continuing process for all young players. And even though Aaron Gordon is now on a big contract, even though he's going to be the highest paid player on the team this year, he's still 22 years old. He's had really only one season playing this way at this level. He's got to learn. He's got to a repeat that success and and add on to it. And b he's got to learn and continue to grow. And he's got the time. He's got the talent. He's got the ability to do so. The focus though right now is on getting the rest of the team better. The focus right now is on getting the franchise back on the right track. Everyone seems to know it. Everyone who's invested in this group. Um, everyone who's been around the organization seems to know that, yes, the first step, the first key to taking the franchise to its next logical step is some stability, is some confidence in the infrastructure behind them. And yeah, roster changes are going to come. And, and I think the guy, I mean, Mario Azonia said on his way out the door, you know, I really believe in what Jeff and John are doing. I want to be a part of it. Evan Fournier's kind of said much of the same thing. I think Nikola Vucevic has said some some similar statements. It seems like there's a lot going on behind the scenes that fans don't necessarily see that is giving the Magic a stronger base to build from that, that maybe they didn't have before. But that base is only as good as the pieces you build upon it, and those pieces are the players. And, you know, we suspect that there will be changes to the roster in the very near future, with by the trade deadline for sure. But Aaron Gordon is a big piece to that puzzle. And, and Aaron seems to be very, very set on holding that responsibility and helping the magic grow and take that next step. The NBA.
NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So finally, where does that leave the magic? What are the magic going to be able to accomplish and be able to do this year? What is, not their end game, but... What will the 2018-2019 season look like? You know, it it isn't quite done yet. Uh, I'm not ready to sit here and make a full season prediction. But we are getting at the time where, yeah, Vegas is releasing some numbers and, um, and ESPN has released some numbers too. It is beginning to look like we can get a little glimpse of what the season's going to be. I think that, you know, I, I'm, I'll, I'll sit down and make predictions and, 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 and all that a little bit closer to the season. And, and as I say, I don't like to put a number on, on each season. I like to go with a win range so that, you know, again, you're, you're looking at worst case and best case, case scenarios. And, and I'll sit here and say, yeah, there, there is a universe where the Magic make the playoffs next year, but I'm not betting on that universe. This is a team that is largely the same as it was last year. A team that won 25 games. Yes, they got off to that hot start. They were 8-4. and four, But we all knew that wasn't going to last. And in fact, even by the time Jonathan Isaac got hurt, some of the shine was starting to wear off. We could kind of see the, the fall coming. Not, not that they would fall as hard as they did, but that they were not going to, to maintain the pace that they were on. But certainly, I would say, and I think most of us agree, with the 220-plus games the Magic lost last year to injury, Orlando was better than its 25-win record. Orlando was a better team than it showed last season. And so... How much better were they? I think that's that's really the big question. Were they really a 30-win team? Were they really a 32-win team? Were they really a 35-win team? It, it's hard to imagine that they were 10 wins better than they were last year, even with all the injuries. Jonathan Isaac in worth 10 wins, as good as he was last year defensively. Terrence Ross, it's not worth 10 wins. So... How good was that team last year, really? What were they really? What, how good were they really? It is a fair question to ask. It is a fair question to ponder. And so, with the Magic bringing back virtually the same roster, really the only changes being Muhammad Bamba, Jerry and Grant, Melvin Frazier, uh, and and Jarrell Martin, have they moved the needle enough? Have they moved the needle even at all? Some of the Vegas over-unders suggest that, yes, they have, and in, some, in somewhat meaningful ways. One of the Vegas oddsmakers, Bleacher, uh, Bleacher Report reporting that one of the Vegas oddsmakers have the Orlando Magic as their over-under at 30 and a half wins. I believe Westgate released their over-unders yesterday 
and put them at 31 and a half wins. ESPN did its real plus minus uh, projections, and they have the Magic at 33.6 wins. And I would say all these numbers come within the range that I'm thinking about right now. If, if you ask me sitting here today, I would say the Magic are probably in the 28 to 35 win range. That, that would be, if the Magic went out and won 35 games next year, that's a fantastic improvement. Again, 10 win improvement. Um, you're probably showing signs that you're moving in the right direction. You're just not ready to win yet, and that's okay. If the Magic got to 30 wins, got to above 30 wins, I would call that a pretty successful season. And so a lot of the projections, it looks like, recognize that the Magic had some injuries and so that they have some good players, they'll be a little bit better. They're adding a player like Mo Bamba who can possibly change the team a little bit defensively. They've got Jonathan Isaac coming back who looked really impressive during Summer League. And then they got Aaron Gordon who, you know, might be might be uh, due for another breakout season. Regardless of what that actual number is, and again, if you choose to bet over-unders, please do so responsibly. If you ask me, 30 and a half, 31 and a half, those are right at the numbers that I think the Magic will end up at this season. I think the Vegas odds makers have it pretty close to right. It's enough to make me back off and say, I can't say one way or the other whether the Magic will batch that. I was talking to someone the other day and I said, you know, he asked me, do you think the Magic could do the over-under? I'm like, it's probably right at the number. I might bet the under because come February, who knows what this team's going to look like if they're out of the playoffs. If they're out of the playoff race, they'll probably start playing Bamba a lot more, start playing their young guys a lot more, and yeah, that costs you some wins. More likely than not, that will cost you a few wins. And so you might be on a 33-win pace, and then you start doing that, and all of a sudden you end up at 29. But again, those incremental improvements are important. And so it sounds like when you look at these win projections and, and, and you look at these odds that, that the Magic are facing right now, it seems like everyone expects the Magic to make some kind of improvement. They expect them to take some step forward, at least in the win column. And it suggests that the Magic could be in for an encouraging season. Perhaps in my doom and gloom, I've been telling people to prepare for a season where the Magic might not win as many games. I'm backing off that a little bit because as many people have said, look, the Magic are getting Isaac back healthy. They're getting Ross back healthy. They'll be better just because of that. And I agree with that. So I'm backing off of that part of my prediction. I'm not backing off, though, the most important part of that prediction, though. The Magic may not be where you want them to be win-wise. They could win 25 games again. But I think what's most important coming out of the season is that you believe the team is moving in the right direction. That there's something to hope for and believe in. If you're playing Bamba a lot and he looks interesting, even if he's maybe giving up some some buckets on the inside because he just doesn't have the physicality yet, that's a successful season or a potentially successful season. If Isaac takes another step forward, if Gordon takes another step forward, that is a successful season. And so I think what's more important as we get ready to to start diving into the season and thinking about this, what's more important is sort of what Aaron said earlier, or what Aaron was was hinting at in his interview with with Jamie Say. It's going to take some time, 
but we're getting the pieces together. We've got the pieces together. And we're going to start making steps forward. This season is not about win totals. Although it is a tangible sign of the growth that the team is making. This season is about taking a step forward. Looking at the core that the Magic are building and moving it one to the next step. Or moving it in the direction of the next step. Because this is going to be a while. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some growth. It's going to take some development. And so you just want to see that development happening out on the floor. Again, if you ask me, I would say the Magic's win win range is somewhere between 28 and 35 wins. I think that is where the Magic will end up and where the Magic ultimately will fall in the standings this season. And that would be a good season. That would be, again, tangible improvement in the win total plus a sign that the team is growing. And again, I do see a universe where this team breaks through and makes the playoffs. Because they did it for 12 games last year. So they could they could get hot and do it again. Especially in, in the way the East is shaping up. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at a player we have not talked about one bit this summer, and I needed to correct it. One more hurdle he's cleared. I'll talk a little bit. I talked a little bit more about the next hurdle that Jonathan Simmons has to clear. You can find that on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And of course, connect with us on Twitter at OMagicDaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.